Yep, I'm just glad I'm not the Salesforce guy. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And D23 is going on this week, if you have not heard. Oh, yeah, I think it's wrapping up right now. Yeah, and we've got Star Wars debuts for you, people. Uh We've got new Marvel show announcements. Wow, caught me off guard. Uh, Spider-Man is probably leaving the MCU, and more. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like by the time we're done with this podcast, we'll have even more Spider-Man news because, holy crap, last week, that Spider-Man news, it was like every hour there was a new development. You didn't really know who was saying what or even if the official statements were true or if uh, the studios were just telling us what we wanted to hear. And then I still don't I, feel like we have an answer. I still, yeah, we're still there. Exactly. And when we talk on this show, like last week when we recorded the episode, we talked a little bit about this of Sony having this awesome box office return and making all this money with Spider-Man. And I just offhandedly said like, oh, Sony's going to get too big for their britches and you know we're going to have some controversy here sooner or later. And then I was like, did I actually say that? Did I just go into like a fugue state and then I predicted the future? Uh, so that's not a prediction like, according to the reports, Mike, you're way off. You're on the <laughs> other side of the fence. Apparently, but I was like, I should keep my mouth shut if I don't want to curse uh, Spider-Man. So, uh, I feel like all of that was the biggest news at the beginning of the week. And then D 23 came through and just everybody forgot about Spider-Man. Do you think they had all these, like, we're not going to announce these things, but then like Spider-Man's taking over the news section. So we have to really hit D 23 hard. <laughs> I think they had too much to deal with already. I, I saw that the lead actress from Mulan didn't show up because of the controversy around like Hong Kong. So I can only imagine the PR team that is at Disney and all the all the things that they have to juggle at any given time. Like we are a family studio. We have to do so much to make this studio appear like it's family we, friendly. We own <laughs> half of the actors in the world. We have to make sure they get to the right places on time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but you, you, you've done some stuff. I like, we normally be riffraff. I got nothing this week, Mike. It it was uh, a very boring, relaxing weekend for me because of all the work I did last weekend. So Uh I didn't do anything this weekend except relax, play video games and just take a couple strolls outside the house. You you drank some champagne too. You really, you really dug into this relaxing weekend, huh? I did. I did. It's two years since we bought our house next week, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we actually opened up one of the bottles we got when we got the house to do that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then I mowed my lawn this morning. You know, that nothing is better than a clean mowing lawn, especially when your neighbors looks like crap. So (laughs) I was like, yeah, that looks good. But uh, you, you went and saw a movie, and I didn't know you were even going to go see this movie. I didn't know it was on your radar, Mike, so I got to know. Oh, yeah. You, well, right now, right now, my wife and I have two films on our radar, because it's the summer. We're kind of in between big blockbuster films, so the films we wanted to check out were The Good Boys, which I think came out about two weeks ago, 
and also Ready or Not, which is that kind of like uh, suspense, hide and seek. It seems to have a little bit of like uh, meta humor possibly in there somewhere. So we decided to check out Good Boys first. Probably going to have to wait another week or two until we go check out Ready or Not. But if you don't remember from the trailers, The Good Boys is kind of this uh, friendship comedy based around a bunch of, I think they're sixth graders if I remember right. But the whole pitch of this movie was it's rated R. Like, these kids are going to be getting into some crazy shit. You, like, the whole marketing scheme was the kids in this movie aren't even old enough to go see their own movie. And the billboards all around town were like, you must be this tall to see this movie. So my wife and I were just getting ready for just, like, just the most, like, uh, gruesome, like, just immature, just, uh, like, slapstick, gross-out humor that we could possibly handle. And we're like, this is going to be great because all of these, like, little kids are going to be at the center of it. By the end of the movie, these kids will be so traumatized and we're just going to have a great time just, like, laughing our asses off in the movie theater. And surprisingly, this movie just does not live up to the rated R rating, which is really sad. Like... If this script just went through a couple more revisions, they could have just made it PG-13 and probably made a lot more money. Um, so basically, if you're looking for them really to take advantage of this R rating, you're not going to see it with this movie. It's just basically a bunch of little kids swearing, and then every once in a while they throw dildos around, which was funny. There was some uh, there was some good jokes in this movie, but uh, I would just wait until it's streaming. Uh, I think this would be a nice one just to like kind of sit back on your couch, pull up for free on whatever streaming service you're already paying for, and you'll ha- you'll have some good chuckles and and you'll move along. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a, a waste to go to the movie theater. I wish I would have checked out Ready or Not. So uh, hopefully I'll be coming back to the podcast in a week or two and we can talk about that one because I've heard really really good things about that film. Uh, so that 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 was uh that was my weekend, and then I think while I was in the theater. For the good boys, uh, D23 was going on with the announcements for more Marvel stuff. So I was just like, I was like half anticipating the movie to be over so I could whip open my phone and see what news I had missed. So mm-hmm. uh, it was an exciting weekend for uh, for all of well, this news that we're going to be talking about. It's it's crazy this weekend. Well, first off, I'm not surprised the good boys isn't good. It looks like a worse, uh, what was that um, Jonah Hill movie with Michael Sarah? Oh, super bad. Yeah, it looked like a worse super bad. Well, I think if I remember right, it's like executive produced by Seth Rogen's company. Um, Yeah, I think so. So that's probably why it looks so familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, my wife knew just as much D23 things as I did this weekend. And that's Uh like to show, like, to tell you how. In Vel- like how much Disney's hitting every market possible with their D twenty three stuff this weekend. It was like she's like, Did you see this? Did you see uh-huh. this? She's like, Oh, um, you know, not to, to spill like She Hulk and I'm like She's like, you didn't know this. It came out like 10 minutes ago, and I flipped over my phone to where uh, <laughs> uh, my friend uh, – you met him, Luke, out in California. was like, oh. She-Hulk show, and he sent me this stuff like 15 minutes ago. I'm like, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. My, my wife is always looking for the opportunity to one-up either you yourself on giving me news or one-upping my own self of coming across news. She's like, oh, did you hear about this show? And I was like, wait, what? And I pull up my phone. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> when Disney puts its marketing arm out there, like you said, they touch every human being on the planet. Yeah. And, and just to, to preface this, I think 90% of our show, if not a little more, is all D23 news that came out this weekend. So mm-hmm. we're going to be we're gonna be going across it. We're not even going to touch all of it because I'll, I'll, level with, I'll level with you guys, I'll level with Mike. Like, some of the Disney stuff is just not in our wheelhouse. Like, as much as, you know, we, we love um, 
I mean, we're not going to go all in on the Lady and the Tramp teaser trailer. <laughs> no, because A, you didn't know about it, and I we've t- I know we've talked about it before, but B, that's not we're not the audience. God, we we're, are not the audience for we that. We are movie. not the Lady and the Tramp podcast, is what you're no, saying. No, exactly. It was the Cruella Deville, even though it's got you know, Emma Stone as Cruella, like you know, and it looks interesting. I'm like, I've got nothing to add to this. Like, there's very little we can talk about for for 101 Dalmatians. Uh, so, um, but. D23 is going on, and uh, honestly, I think my wife was like, maybe we can go one year. I'm like, you don't want to go. I saw the lines, man, on Reddit. This <laughs> well, is wild. One, well, one thing that I, I saw online of uh, a Twitter person that I follow said, when you are uh, when you have your tickets, I think you pre-register for all of these panels. I don't think it's like Comic-Con where you necessarily have to get in line um, right away to save your spot. I think it's all a lottery based system at the very beginning because one person said like, Oh, the, I'm not going to have a lot of news from D 23 this weekend because I didn't get in into any of the main halls, uh, with the lottery. So you, you could theoretically make the attempt to go and you'll know beforehand. I think, but if you're going to get into any of these big things, but yeah. Chris also, it's always out here in Anaheim. You can always come and hang yeah. out with me. We can go to Disneyland. It's Anaheim, California, not, not down in San Diego. So Anaheim's got the other big convention center. And what's interesting about D 23 is uh, it is only every two years, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, with new stuff like this, hell, I, I, they could turn it into every year and have their own little comic con. Yeah. And it's very confusing because it's like it's I believe it's always in Anaheim and it's every two years. But Star Wars Celebration is every year, but the location changes. Yeah. So those are the facts that always get me confused. I was like, no, Star Wars is only every two years. And then because yeah. uh, I swear I thought D23 was down in Florida one year and maybe it was or maybe I'm thinking of Star Wars. But oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's either way. It's one of those situations where I am happy I wasn't there waiting in line forever to get some news. Because people are updating this online faster than I can, I can even get to it. So um, it's pretty cool. And I think the biggest thing, that, you know, the, the thing that we have the most questions on, the thing that we're most psyched for through the end of the year, Mike, is in fact Disney Plus. And we have um, the we've known the launch date is November twelfth, right? Uh-huh. But I was kind of uh, looking at their quote unquote lackluster content count, uh, release uh, for the release and kind of saying, hey, that kind of does justify that. Six ninety nine, seven ninety nine price point that they're going for because there's only three hundred movie titles at launch with more moving only up two hundred within the first year and how I don't even know how many movies are on Netflix. Well, I think the thing that blows most people away is all of this stuff is very premium content. Mm. Like, yeah, Netflix can can like brag about the size of their catalog, but at any given time, you randomly pluck a movie from Netflix. It's either something you've never heard of, a Netflix original film that's probably bad to begin with, or you know, it's like a movie that you know maybe it's just kind of like mediocre. You're not too excited about. Um, and plus, they're about to lose a lot of their catalog uh, at the end of the year or the year after when NBC leaves and when uh, Disney leaves. So I think when I think of 300 pieces of Disney content, I think, wow, that's all 300 really solid pieces of content. So How many uh, of these do also, you think you already have? Uh, probably not a lot because I don't okay. have a whole lot of physical media. So well, I meant like dig- I think, I mean even digital, like digital purchases. Yeah, well, I, I think that's what makes this more enticing for me yeah. because um, – like, I want to watch Endgame again. I haven't got around to watching it. You know, I'm curious about all of these Disney animated, 
you know, are lifelike movies, you know, like Lion King and Aladdin. And I don't really want to pay for them, but I know I'm getting Disney Plus. So in back of my head, I'm just kind of kind of thinking, oh, if I just wait around till November, I'm going to get all of these things right on my TV. I'm not going to have to like rent them for like $3.99 for 24 hours on Amazon or YouTube. You know, I can just watch them right in Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of anticipating the launch of just like, I'm probably going to sit down on my couch for two hours and just scroll through the catalog. Like it's going to be like the, the worst, even worse Netflix problem where you're just sitting down and scrolling through Netflix and then just be like, uh, does any of this look good? But with Disney Plus, I'll be like, holy shit, look at all this stuff that's been in the yeah. vault that I haven't seen in years. Well, Endgame is not at launch. There's only four Marvel movies when this launches. Are we sure Endgame's not at launch? Yes, 100%, because it's Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, and Thor The Dark World, confirmed as of this weekend. It must be It must be soon after after it releases because they had this whole sizzle video of Disney Plus mm-hmm. and like oh, it'll, they it'll, use it'll probably they, be there but in 2020 but not in the first month cuz they use that iconic scene where Cap grabs Molnir Mjolnir? Mjolnir. 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 Uh, <laughs> and like he's all covered in dirt and like he's in that sizzle video and at the end of the sizzle video it says November 12th. So I don't know what they got up their sleeve exactly for November 12th, but all of these uh, original st- series that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, they all had that November 12th release date. So that kind of helps too. Like, oh, we have this back catalog of stuff you've probably seen, but we also have all this new stuff on November 12th. I mean, it pales, I mean, it dwarfs Apple Plus or whatever the Apple tv services because i think uh, what f- apple tv is launching with like three shows which I've, is like i have no uh, well the three originals it has a lot more to it like they're they're gonna have more shows under that like they're licensing kind of like uh other things but i have no idea about them i have apple tvs i don't even care um but no uh in game is on december 11th you have one month until in game comes oh, out yeah i can wait that's not so, a big deal. but I, i'm just really like surprised it's only four I, I figured they would have had more out the gate, but that, that's well, fine. Well, it's very telling. You can you can see it's from contracts because you can see Iron Man 1, then Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because Iron Man 2 right now I think is also streaming on Amazon Prime because I just had that pulled open the other day and I saw Iron Man yeah. 2 there. So Disney is just in this awkward moment like we got to push Disney Plus. Now is the time to do it. And unfortunately, we can't just wait around for all of this stuff to expire and just hold on to it and then I'll put it out. So it's it's, kind of weird to sit down for a marathon. Well, I'm going to watch Iron Man 1 and then Iron Man 3. Right. Well, it's like, as you can tell, no one is interested in licensing Iron Man 3 or Thor The Dark World. (laughs) Uh, 2013 is a year nobody likes to talk about in the Marvel Universe. Because those two movies, wow. <laughs> Just wow. Um, almost every Pixar film was listed, which is cool. Uh, which you know, they're always, Those are always solid movies to go back to. I mean, that's actually really great. Um, I don't buy a whole lot of films off of, um, off of iTunes, but I like to use their wish list feature because it helps me, um, like just kind of create like a list of movies I want to rewatch or own, you know, cause sometimes from the holidays you'll get a relative that'll give you like an iTunes gift card and you know, well, I can buy the movies there. So I pretty much have every Pixar movie on that list. So it's cool that I, I won't have to buy them now. They'll just be all in this catalog. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever really license those out to streaming services either. If I can remember correctly it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like i went to amazon or netflix to watch well maybe they had some on like netflix but that was cool uh star wars one through seven and rogue one are on there as well so no solo mm-hmm. and no um what was the other one uh the last one i, I want to say rise of skywalker because that's all i've been typing today <laughs> uh but it was uh, the last jedi there it is so uh there's the and then there's also 7500 tv shows 
uh, episodes as well. Like, there's going to be a lot of content, but it's like not the 4,000 movies and X number of TV shows like Netflix has. So the pricing actually lines up with what you're getting. Yeah, uh, I'm curious what I'm curious what some of the deep cut stuff is going to be. Like I said, when we're doing all of our catalog browsing on the first day, like what weird stuff are we going to be like? Oh yeah, Disney did own that, or oh no, that was a Fox property, and that's why they bought Fox because they have this gigantic TV show on there. Uh, so I think that'll be that'll be some of the biggest tweets mm-hmm. that you see from that weekend of like, oh, I had no idea this was on here. I'm getting ready to well, watch all this now. They said there's a hundred plus Disney uh, Channel original movies coming to it that we talked about the other week. I was hoping you know, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, mm-hmm. uh, all about Brink. I'm gonna rewatch Brink. some uh, roller skate racing. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Rocketeer was definitely listed on there. I don't know if you ever remember watching the Rocketeer. I, re- I remember the Rocketeer. But um, um, Joe Johnson went on to he created Boba Fett and went on to do Captain. America the First Avenger. So. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? Here in a minute. We're going to get to it. All right. um, but also, they did confirm this weekend uh, seven profiles, with each with over, I think, a couple hundred avatars to choose from. So you can be like Iron Man, or you could be Moana, or you know, whoever you want to be. Uh, Elsa. I'm going to be Elsa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, at that price point, everyone's going to have... My wife was like... She's like, oh, I'm going to have to get a year of this. I'm like, oh, you're buying it this time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoa, Lord. Um, 4K streaming uh, through the through the service on compatible devices. And you can stream up to four devices at once, making it that family-friendly approach. Yeah, I think, I think the 4K uh, shot is right across Netflix's bow because you can only get that if you have the higher tier. So I feel like I kind of like that Disney is making 4K streaming like the standard now. Like this is going to be our base package is 4K. Mm-hmm. Whether you got the TV to do it or not, you have the option. So this is pure competition in the marketplace right here going at it. Like uh, if there was some sort of like uh, – if there was some backdoor dealing or, so, or some sort of monopoly, like you would have had to pay extra for 4K. So I like that um, you just get that off the bat. Uh, we were we were talking before we were recording. We weren't sure if it was confirmed quite yet, but there's a pretty strong rumor out there that these original series are going to come out weekly on a weekly yeah. basis, kind of like how HBO did Game of Thrones. How which I, I prefer think, it, how Mike doesn't. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't mind it that bad because I was just thinking the other day, like if Disney does this, this this might finally bring back the appointment television. I mean, I don't know exactly when these episodes are going to get unlocked. I don't know if it's going to be like at midnight, you know, where people just wake up in the morning and maybe can watch it or if they're going to like air at like, you know, 8 p.m. on like a Thursday or something like that. But, you know, we thought Game of Thrones might be the final appointment television. So maybe Disney can bring that back. But I think it's more strategical than anything else is because it's a brand new streaming service. Like we talked about, their catalog isn't quite as large as everybody else. Is. So I don't think they're too worried about people ordering it for one month and then canceling it. But I think they like the idea of like, okay, well, if we have like, what is it, eight episodes of The Mandalorian or maybe 12 or 10, whatever it yeah. is. Well, we at least got eight weeks of premium content for you. So we at least got you on the hook for two months no matter what. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the idea. So uh, okay. we're not too sure if it's confirmed yet, but I'm curious if it's going to stay like that for the life of this series. I could see them getting maybe a, a younger targeted show, like a like a kids TV show, and then just them dumping it all at once. Like we're going to be talking about some original yeah. like animated content uh, later in the show, and I, yeah. I could see that all coming at once. Well, like uh, there's like a Forky from Toy Story Four. Um, I was a Forky ask a question. I think is coming out. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I could see them dumping all ten of these at once and be like, 
hey, here you go, kids. Mm-hmm. I- enjoy this. Um, what else? Uh, oh, when you mentioned 4K, that made me think of something, actually. Apple, uh, when you uh, redeem a digital movie on Apple mm-hmm. uh, from a purchase, it actually does not let you do 4K natively on any of their stuff. It actually will do only do- redeem it in the library for 1080. So this is also a target at Apple purchasing. So it's like, no, you can... You can uh, stream at 4K. You don't have to buy the 4K one, you know, uh-huh. since you don't. You're not technically getting that through Apple if, if that's what you use. But Disney Plus, I mean, rounded up to be awesome service. I mean, to be completely honest, I'm, I'm yeah, very keep, excited about this. Keep your eye out for Disney buying like a television company because you're going to need a 4K TV soon, and they they're going to want a little bit of that money too. Or or like, what is it when they uh, integrate the Apple TV into the? Um, the t- televisions themselves, kind of like Roku does, or oh, like, be like a Disney Smart TV. Yeah, Disney Smart TV. Yeah, exactly. But they got me on the hook, Mike. I mean, I've got the Muppets coming back. You know, <laughs> um, you actually shared this with me before I even saw it. So I want to yeah. give, appreciate. I- I love how at the top of the show we talk about we're not going to be talking about Lady and the Tramp. This is a superhero comic book show. We get down in the nitty gritty and then Chris is like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm talking about Muppets. No, I didn't say it was a superhero show. I said it's out of our wheelhouse. The Muppets are (laughs) definitely in my wheelhouse. I'm saying... I saw this news and I was like, Chris is going to have opinions about Muppets. This yeah, weekend. I'm sitting right next to a Statler and Waldorf figures, man. I like this is this is what I live here. Um, my one of my favorite artworks is the Mupp- the Avengers one poster drawn as the Muppets, which is <laughs> Sam Eagles Captain America. So it's fantastic. But um, Muppets Now is an unscripted short form series launching on Disney Plus in 2020, which is actually probably the best way for the Muppets to continually live live on in in what they do. Uh, they're going to bring in guests. It's kind of in the vein of the original Muppet show, Muppets Tonight, and not like the the Muppets, which was like, what was that show, three years ago or something that was very, very short-lived, kind of like oh, the Office yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Muppets show, Muppets Tonight, they each had the, you know, their celebrity guest in. They didn't really script a whole lot. They just winged it or did some musical numbers and went on about their day. Uh, if it became a YouTube-only show, like, I'd watch it. Like, that's the kind of stuff Muppets, I think, thrive in. So. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I thought that was fun. Thank you, Mike, for sharing that. I just wanted to give you no the worries. I-, I wanted to know if you were excited, and uh, it sounds like Chris, the Muppet fan, is on board, so everybody else can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't have to be worried. You should probably be worried a little bit, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're not. We got other things to worry about. Uh, one of the things they unveiled at D23 this weekend was the Star Wars saga. It's a timeline showing Ooh. all the in-canon TV shows and movies here. I haven't seen this yet. I love timelines. And ones this- that are, like, nicely annotated, not like these, uh, the super intricate ones. Okay, episode, all starts with episode one until we get those Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic movies, huh? Yeah, so right now they've, they've labeled them, um... Three different things, Age of Republic, the Age of Rebellion, and the Age of Resistance, where all three main movies kind of fall into it. To order, ah, right? Okay. Um, and then in between, on the on the kind of on the bottom bar, you get to see this the, the additional things here. We'll talk about some of these, but like the Clone Wars animated show sits squarely in between Episode Two and looks like it's going to end right at Episode Three, starting. Uh-huh. Uh, the Solo movie takes place over several years. Uh, Rebels takes place over a window of time. Um, you know, Rogue One, Mandalorian takes place well after Return of the Jedi. It looks like I think they said ten years. Um, what, Star Wars Resistance is that new animated show, right? Mm-hmm. That little bitty, that the, the one, and then um, Galaxy's Edge, which is the theme park, takes place in somewhere as well. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny that they added the theme park. Yeah, it looks like it takes place right between the uh, uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. 
Um, Cassian Andor, we can see yeah. him popping up right in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Solo kind of timeline. Man, look at all these Star Wars logos. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, I would love to go back in time when the very first Star Wars movie was in theater and just, like, show some person this chart and be like, hey, are you ready for this? Wait, how old are you? You might be dead before you see all this. <laughs> what is what is wild to me is, you know, for a you know, thing that's been around so long, very iconic, they've used three different art styles for each trilogy. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's intentional or what, because the first, the, the main three... A New Hope, Empire, you can say what their subtitles are. Uh-huh. Episode 1, 2, and 3, you cannot see what those subtitles are. And the same with kind of the newer ones. You're like, you have to look at them a little bit. So, um, But I think this is cool. This is a good timeline, Mike. We can you know, we can ponder on this later if something new ever pops up for us. Yeah, it's, it seems like the Mandalorian is kind of striking in on a time that we don't know too much about, at least when it comes to the the films Uh you know uh this gap in between uh return of the jedi and the force awakens hasn't really been explored too much so it looks like the mandalorian is closer to the return of the jedi side of the timeline but that's like the biggest gap here so i don't know if disney looks at the gap of that timeline and goes like okay let's make four more streaming series to fill up this timeline the next movie trilogy let's see if we can fit something in there but but see they've already gone against that by at all three streaming things one only one of them's after and the other two are in the time frame that nobody cares about mm-hmm. in between episode three and four because they've beat that to death with a with a with a stick so um but that's cool but we're gonna talk some more about these shows later um much like the clone wars the animated show we talked about season seven will debut on february 2020 i assume seasons one through six might appear on disney plus uh, I, I would I would only assume. I know season six was only available on Netflix. I don't I don't think Netflix produced it, but I think that was just like the home of it. So mm-hmm. uh, we we'll get that, and we get a new image of um, Ahsoka Tano versus Darth Maul, which you know looks pretty cool. Uh, so I mean, have you you haven't watched any of this show, have you? No, I haven't. But I know uh, you're really into it. Very much so. Very much so. So if you ever get, I mean, maybe maybe when you get Disney Plus, Mike, and you got some downtime, you're you can uh, crank right through some of this stuff. So yeah, I, I'd really down, recommend man. that show. You know what? Uh, before we uh, before we start uh, uh, switching into individual shows, I hope Disney Plus in general is really on top of it at launch, and they're on every piece of hardware that there is. Because I watch all of my streaming services either on a Roku in the bedroom or the PlayStation Four in the main room. So I'm hoping that they they know that people aren't just going to be watching it on uh, very specific things. So uh, Disney. Uh, go ahead and make sure you got my uh, got my platforms on lockdown. I don't want to have to wait for you to get around to adapting, you know, the PlayStation Four because you would think like, oh, the PlayStation Four is a major uh, it's a major video gaming console. It should have all of them. It doesn't. Like if you want to watch any of um, any of the CW stuff, like the Flash and uh, Arrow, or Supergirl, or whatever, like the St- the CW streaming app is not on well, the PlayStation. At least the last time I checked, so it does not. It just you can't assume that it has can, everything. Can I can I go ahead and give you the official list? Yes, give me the official list. Okay, um, all Apple devices. Okay. Okay. Expected. Great. All Android mobile devices and Android okay. TV. Mm-hmm. Chromecast. Okay. Desktop web browsers. Yes, that makes sense. Xbox One. Great. PlayStation 4 and Roku streaming. Yeah. I, right. I was loving this on Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're getting me nervous. I was like, okay, well, if he doesn't end up including those. I do have an older Chromecast. I could throw that back on the TV. I don't no. want to use it if I don't have to. Nope. Uh, all, right, Roku TVs, know. the streaming players, and PlayStation 4. The only thing that's missing really from it, the, the big dice, is the Amazon Fires. Mm. Um, they're not on here, but Amazon 
doesn't play nice with anybody. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's uh that's what's going on there. Um. So I thought I, yeah. So there you go. You have that. Um. You ready to jump into one of the coolest trailers we saw this week? Yes. Let's get into this premium content. Yeah. <laughs> the Mandalorian. The official trailer hit here and. This this looks better than the movies, Mike. I can't believe how good the show looks. Oh, it looks so great. Like this has mood just like dripping all over it. Uh, this makes me feel really happy because you know I, there was a little part of me worried that Disney Plus was just going to be a little bit too family friendly. So uh, you know, Star Wars has never really had a whole lot of just uh, blood and guts and gore in it. And I'm not saying this movie or this uh, streaming s- series is going to change that, but it does feel much more adult. Uh, a lot serious, uh, so yeah. Yep. And I, we went, I love I love the vibe of this trailer. We watched the leaked footage, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and that felt really good. But that's off. Someone's filming that in a panel, like so. Like, is it gonna really look this good? The quality looks so amazing in the show. Like, just mm-hmm. how they set up the cinematography, how they're actually using props for the like the the the, the um, spaceships and stuff like that. It looks like a couple Mandalorian standoffs versus like Death Troopers. Um, it's it's just. Very, very intense show, and you know if it's eight or ten episodes, I, I imagine this is going to be this is going to set the bar very high for new shows on this service. Like this is oh, yeah. like we're coming out the gate hard with one of our best shows. Yeah. Now I know we're not going to be talking about Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader's uh, Christmas movie Noel, but I did watch the trailer for that, and I had a, a similar type of experience where I was like, this looks very expensive. Like, it doesn't look like I'm watching something that's going straight to a streaming service and they're just trying to, you know, push their dollars where they can strategically so they can get the most out of their buck. It looks like, no, a big corporation threw a lot of money at these things so it works out no matter what, you know. Mm. You can tell there's a lot of there's a lot of investment right up front here so they can grab as many subscribers as possible. There's a cynical side of me that could think maybe season like four or five of the Mandalorian maybe could crank it down a little bit. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it just, it looks so just like chef's kiss. I love the way that Mandalorian armor looks. It does. Everything about it feels really, really cool. And like, again, like legit star Wars, whether it's on tattooing or not, like the sets and everything, it just seethes old Star Wars, yeah. You know, not new, shiny, fancy Star Wars, like old, like dusty, like we're actually filming in a desert kind of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, with the lineup of the directors, you know, Taika Waititi, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, if I, I probably butchered his name, but like uh, all these high quality directors working on it as well with John Favreau, I think it's gonna knock it out of the park. And you know they already announced the season two, and I think season two's already started filming or will start filming very shortly. So, um, you know, you think in another year, before, they think this is a yearly kind of show, or are they they're going to try to push it up to the summer? Um, yeah, I, I don't know that. That's a really big question of uh, you know behind the strategy of going uh, once a week. Uh, like we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier either on this episode or more in the future. And we don't even know how long those episode orders are. Those could easily just be five episodes long. You can't drop those all at once because you'll just binge them all in five hours and it'll be gone and done. So, uh, you know, maybe just stretching all of this stuff out, you know, lets it breathe a little bit longer. So season two doesn't seem so far away, you know. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, honestly, I mean, like, 
I I don't know how much a week or I guess if it's ten episodes that could be pretty cool. Um, but like I I I don't I don't remember. I feel like we've talked about it maybe in the past, but something's telling me eight episodes. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if I had to bet, it's eight episodes. But we'll we'll figure it out well, once we get closer to November. 12th. Yeah, I could probably Google it, but you know what's the point. Um, one of the other shows they're coming out with, which I think is less hyped, Mike, to be completely honest, is the Rogue One Cassian Andor prequel. Well, show. yeah, because nobody was asking for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got Alan Tudyk in his Alan Tudyk version. You know, he's coming out and doing, yeah. doing his thing. I mean, if they are giving me just like a K2SO show, that might be a little bit more intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely, um, I, I don't know, I'd probably watch it more for him than Cassian Andor. Because they all die in the end, but what, what's, yeah. what's the matter? Yeah, this is prequel. This has prequelitis all over it. I know all these fuckers are dying. So yeah, what's it, the point? <laughs> exactly. They're, they're they're dead. They're dead. Uh, were, were they even that cool to begin with? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, honestly, all we remember about Rogue One is the very end scene where Vader's chopping up the ship. So yeah. uh, I don't think we're going to be getting any more of that in that show. No. Uh, but production begins in London next year, so it is happening. It is one of those shows. It's gonna come out maybe we'll be blown away mike maybe they'll be like you know here's a reason for this maybe it's setting up seeds for some other spin-off i mean show. i guess if disney wants to pay for it go ahead no it would be cool uh maybe they want to explore the droid verse a little bit more mm-hmm. you know lean a little bit more into k2so and then actually maybe k2so backs up his personality and memory into a hard drive and then uh he's not actually dead maybe season two Are- is post rogue one and he just reboots himself into a new robot and then do 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 the are, show just moves along are you literally doing what they did in solo when they put that robot into the millennium falcon did they do that oh yeah. they did do that chris i told i've i've forgotten that movie it's yeah. vaporware <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah well i mean it's one of those things it's uh they, they could do it maybe maybe it leads into um uh that a little bit maybe that robot and that rope like maybe i don't know maybe there's some connection there maybe he was freed from that colony of robots in the in solo, I don't know. There, there's a lot they could do with robots. Maybe you're right. Hopefully you're right. Knock on wood. But after two years of predictions and rumors and speculations, Mike, uh, that um, Ewan McGregor Jesus movie is finally going to pay off. And <laughs> we get that e, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Finally confirmed. The scripts are written, and it starts shooting next year in 2020. Wow, they're getting that right off the ground. Um I don't know if I have anything else to add beyond what we said uh, last week. Uh, I just hope it's good. Like all of this stuff, I hope it's good. I'm looking yeah. forward to this one way more than the Rogue One show, that's for sure. I think, I mean, uh, other than the, uh, if the Mandalorian did not look as good as it does, this is the only Star Wars show to be excited about on the service. You know, I mean, the if, I had, if I had to be as reductive as possible about Star Wars... What it comes down to me is purely lightsabers. That is the yeah. coolest and most iconic thing about the entire universe is the one light weapon that they use. It's so cool and so unique. No one else has really replicated it in the same way. So at least I know an Obi-Wan show is going to have lightsabers. And I can't say the same thing about this Rogue One show. So lightsabers mm. all the way. Yeah, exactly. Um and what's cool is uh, this will be uh, during the solo film timeline, as per that timeline we looked earlier. Uh, so Obi Wan will be taking place uh, in between episodes three and four. Um, oh well, you could okay, you could speak to this a little bit more than I could, but isn't there a very iconic scene in uh, the Clone Wars where Obi Wan goes up against Darth Maul? Uh, there is is in the Clone Wars and also in uh, Rebels, uh, which is much later than this. Um, so. 
those actually don't overlap with this timeline per the time. Well, and I and I guess technically, even if the even if the show creator really wanted to, if all of these animated shows are also supposed to be canon, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't just throw Darth Maul into the Obi Wan show because it wouldn't fit with the canon of what they've made in the animated universe, the- right? They could if he's doing it, like, maybe, like, it's not them up against each other and then him killing them again, but maybe he's finding out the, the existence of him running that criminal empire that we see at the end of Solo, uh, working mm. with Amelia Clark's character. Maybe, like, well, Darth Maul has, like, a family, right? Maybe he could fight another, like, uh, uh, painted horn person. Uh, he, he he died in the Clone Wars, the animated show. So. Well, maybe a long-lost cousin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, there's a lot of opportunities here for this movie or for this show to tell us more things we don't know and be just really cool and have, you know, have have Mike's uh, Jedi thing. Now, this is one of the shows where we know what happens to Obi-Wan, but the prequelitis isn't set in yet because we don't know what he did in between these movies. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's, that'd be cool. I almost feel like there's less prequel itis just because this character is just more iconic and he's just spanned a lot more already. It's almost like they've ripped the bandaid off in the prequels. It's like we all knew Obi-Wan was going to die, you know, during the whole uh, showing of the prequels. So it's like, well, he's already been out there for a while now. This almost just kind of seems like a one-off comic book series, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, oh, we are we already know what's going to happen, yeah. but maybe they'll just have some fun. Maybe 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 it'll get a couple series. Maybe it'll get a couple seasons of of him, you know, slicing down Jawas or whatever he he does on Tatooine, mm-hmm. becoming old Ben, old crazy Ben Kenobi, and you know, out there on in the desert. Mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker does not give us a trailer yet, Mike, but we did get uh, the official poster, the teaser poster. Yeah, here. I was so disappointed. Like, I don't know if maybe they didn't want this one trailer to just overshadow all of the Disney Plus well, news, but I'm kind of anticipating maybe like. Tuesday, like in two days, maybe we'll get a trailer. Well, they did show a, a, a sizzle reel um, kind of thing uh, for foot. This footage that, that you know encapsulates the entire Star Wars saga, right? Because mm-hmm. this culminates and finishes all of them. And it did include new footage. And, and EW said Entertainment Weekly said it would be online Monday. Oh, uh, okay. And show some of that new footage. Now, Mike, uh, first things first about this poster. Who do you? not see or see depending if Mike's looking close enough. <laughs> well, I think you sent this to me uh, over the weekend and I was like, well, who's the dude in the background? Because, you know, I was just like, I was, I was on the move checking it out on my phone and you're just like, Oh, this is like the emperor. So I, I saved the photo and I opened up like the iPhone editing tools and I yeah. cranked up the brightness and you can see him a lot better because obviously it's an ominous figure in the background with a hood, but that could be pretty much anybody in the star Wars universe. So yeah, once you brighten it up, you can definitely tell it's the emperor. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine, uh, not only did he return in the teaser trailer with his creepy laugh at the end, now you get to see him and Rey and Kylo Ren with his uh, welded helmet back on together uh, fighting on. Looks like someone said it's one of those gravity poles that um, Obi-Wan dis- disabled on the first Death Star. One of Because um, it looks like they might be fighting in the wreckage of, of the Death Star 2 where mm. Emperor died. Um, can I tell you some of the things that obviously are in news article headlines all across the world? That they showed in this, tri- this this footage, Mike? Well, I can tell you one thing that I came across and tell me if uh, cross-referenced it, let me know it was true. I heard somebody online uh, describe a scene in which Ray is dressed as, like, somebody from the dark side. Uh, does that uh, cross-reference with anything? That she you're is about? Dressed, she had, like, a red, like a red lightsaber She or has two. a double-bladed red lightsaber and is dressed in the Sith robes. For the footage, and none of the stuff showing us thus far is going there, but I have no idea what's going on. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I, I think the easiest descript- the easiest possibility there is like she could just be undercover. I mean, how many times have we seen Star Wars characters put on the bad guys' costumes, you know, to to get one over on them? Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe they're gonna do a little bit more like nuance. Like maybe she does feel like she needs to be on the dark side. Maybe she is getting pulled around. But I feel like Ray might be a little little too smart for that. Especially the last time we saw her, she was flying away with all those Jedi texts. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of those would definitely indoctrinate her it, even more into the light side. You know, it could be one of those things like where Luke kind of saw himself as like Darth Vader uh, what was it on was it Return of the Jedi oh it could just be like a whole visual yeah. and, and this could just be leading us the wrong way or or not at all I don't, we have no idea but I mean I want to see this double bladed lightsaber apparently it's like <laughs> U shaped and then folds out to become the double bladed whoa that's rad you know how I like lightsabers <laughs> you do Mike, Mike really loves lightsabers especially when they're, when they're new styles new designs um, also um I think uh, Darth Vader's helmet makes an appearance again. Uh, apparently, Kylo's oh, been keeping yeah. it in like a little I think, safe. I think I heard about that. Um, so, uh, other than that, I mean, I want to see this. I want to see what comes out on Monday, and then hopefully we get this trailer very soon because we're we're hitting. I mean, Labor Day's next weekend, Mike. We're hitting fall right after that. Like it's September, mm-hmm. and and you know this movie's coming out. Not we're not going to buy a damn ticket to it, but show us some footage. <laughs> you know exactly. Star Wars is also uh, next month re-releasing all the uh, movies and Blu-rays, all ten of them. Why are they not waiting until after Rise of Skywalker? I'm sure they already have one made, a case. But um, if you're a physical media whore and you want the Blu-ray plus digital codes, here are the new cases that all look, you know, similar to each other that you can add on to your shelf. Um, in a line, you'll never see the front of the cases. You'll just see the spine the whole time. Uh, this just has like this just has like greedy uh, corporate hands all over it because you know they're putting this out mainly because they bought Fox, so now they have the ability to distribute the very first Star Wars movie, which Fox had held on to that right for such a long time, so they were making money off of that. So now Disney's like, well, fuck you. We own all of this now, and we want to make some money uh, during this holiday season, you know, before, you know, because you're not going to have the physical release of uh, Rise of the Skywalker by uh, by the holiday season. So yep. we're going to go ahead, and there's going to be plenty of people that buy this box set for their loved ones, not knowing that this, this will probably end up on eBay or at a Goodwill when the next box set comes out. <laughs> well, I think the thing is this isn't even a box set. I think these are all just individuals. Um, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, so you can go buy them. But I'm pretty sure last year, last Black Friday, they had redone all of them, like maybe Steelbooks. Like, yeah, they'll, I feel like they'll just do it every year. Uh, there's, there's always somebody out there who doesn't have the collection yet or doesn't mind buying it for a fourth time. Yeah, or someone who's, again, holding on to physical media. Like, yeah, what's just your preference? You know, what, what can I say? I, I mean, I just think it's funny that these are all, like, Infinity War-colored uh, themes. Like, here's your Infinity gems on your Star yeah. Wars movies, so, some cross-pollination. Well, uh, this does this does make sense uh, now that you said that maybe this isn't a box set because if you look at the cover, they all say Blu-ray digital code. They all have kind of like the same repeat graphics on them. And if it was in a box set, they they just wouldn't put it on everyone. Yeah. Usually, e- each sleeve looks a little sleeker when it's all in a box. Yeah, I have the original Blu-ray releases when they came out with like the trilogy, individual trilogies um, mm-hmm. with all the bonus discs. And now you know you don't get bonus discs with all that other content, which is. You know, a little sad. Hopefully they have that on Disney+. Plus. And maybe whenever they do come out with... Do I have The Last Jedi? I don't even know if I have The Last Jedi or The Force of... I probably remember, have them. You remember back in the day before like a, a, a franchise would finish up, they would sell a box set, but they would leave one empty slot in the X- box? X-Men did that all the time. They're like, why... Mm-hmm. Like, every movie, buy the new X-Men movies. Well, you're putting another one out in like 
three months. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing that's cr- the thing that would drive me insane, which is a, one reason uh, of many why I don't buy physical media anymore. If I was to go out and buy all of these DVDs, Rise of Skywalker will come out and and it won't look anything like this. Like it it'll be totally different, or it'll be like just off enough to where if you put them all on your bookshelf like all of the logos don't line up on the edge and it would just drive me insane so yeah. well what's what's really cool here my favorite two movies out of all these listed right here mike don't have lightsabers a new hope and uh, empire strikes back mike they don't have lightsabers on them it's all about the lightsaber how do you feel about that huh it's got boba uh, fett though well i'm definitely not buying these now <laughs> uh, but yeah so if you take a look at them i mean i know that we got star wars fans if you want to buy them get them that's pretty that's pretty cool but if you want to wait for Rise of Skywalker, about May of next year, you can probably get the whole Star Wars set all in one nice little package. But we're not here to talk just about Star Wars, Mike. Star Wars is awesome. Star Wars is life. But Marvel <laughs> is bigger. Uh, Marvel Studios hit the D23 floor with a huge banner showcasing their Phase 4 characters. And this is in the Infinity Colors because we're going to see the Infinity Stone colors for the rest of our lives with Marvel <laughs> now. Um, but you, know, you get Black Widow, Hawkeye, Loki, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Doctor Strange, Valkyrie, uh, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Vision. And then you get oh the Watcher and a Celestial thrown in here as well. Yeah, uh, th- uh, this is the – this is. Uh, I mean I can see the Celestials – uh, possibly being uh, popping up in maybe Thor's universe again, but it's, I think the, wa- the, the Watcher the Watcher is very interesting too. Like he could pop up pretty much anywhere, but this could also maybe be a hint towards uh, the Marvel What If? Maybe yeah. the Watcher could show up there. Well, yeah, I mean we we know this. I mean, so the Eternals already in uh, are are, dealt, are dealing with the Celestials, but yes, the Watcher is the narrator for Marvel's What If. Because they cast, um, I forget his name, he's Bernard in Westworld, the main guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's also, like, a little face to the left of the Watcher there. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, that is a little bit of a face. Um, I, I don't know what that is. But I think, that, you know, this is a really cool artwork, concept art showing the characters. I don't know where Valkyrie pops into play unless she's in Thor, Love, and Thunder. And that's kind of why she's, like, the big the biggest thing. I know she is, but the biggest thing there. But um, I think I think this was this was really really fun piece of work here. Uh, so... Uh, even though s- some older artwork compiled together, but you know they wanted to let you know, hey, these are your Phase Four leads. Be prepared to you know get reacquainted with them. Uh, however, you'll notice that Spider-Man is not on this uh, poster, Mike. Uh, not that he was ever announced for Phase Four, but um, as everyone probably in the world knows, Sony and and Disney could not come to an agreement, and the current plans are for Spider-Man to not be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore i feel like we almost need to take this like a day by day a rundown of how the news happened like when the first when the news first came out it was everybody just rushed to say this partnership is over they couldn't come to an agreement like spider-man's done kaput sony is moving on on its own and then everybody kind of like freaked out all of the memes all of the news headlines all of the image macros hit the internet and then things started to backpedal a little bit where people are saying, well, Deadline got the information wrong. They misquoted somebody or they rushed to the news and Sony was just like, no, 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 we're still hoping something will come through. We don't really know exactly what's happening yet. Disney was apparently saying something like, oh, they didn't even want to negotiate. 
there's like so many different angles you can take at this too. Some people were, most people were on, uh, were on Disney side slash Spider-Man side where they just wanted him to stay with all of his friends and being able to play. I saw some contrarian voices out there taking the opposite approach saying like, well, Sony owns Spider-Man. They can do whatever they want with him. And Sony, uh, was already giving away like 5% of their, um, of their box office, to Disney and they weren't getting any of the merchandising so why would Sony want to I think give up 45 more percent because Disney wanted to go 50 50 who and who knows if any of this stuff was even true this was all just hearsay that was getting out into the public me and you were texting back and forth all week thinking that this was all just like some negotiation tactic and probably and to be honest (laughs) it probably still is like yeah because no one is throwing anybody under a bus here. Like, they're all, like... Mm-hmm. like The only thing... The only official statements from Sony was, like, where, you know, we couldn't, you know, come to an agreement with Disney, and then Kevin Feige was just, like, hey, this was only... We knew this was for a short time only kind of thing. So I still think there's a possibility for these people to come back together, and they're just, like, letting some cooler heads prevail right now. I, I don't know. Like, all I heard was, like... Sony, Sony was like, yeah, we'll give you... Disney wanted 50% of all the box office. And Sony's like, how about this? We'll give you 25 And Disney was like, no. And then everyone couldn't find a medium, and that was it. So I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. But Yeah, Tom, like Tom Holland was at D23 this weekend. I think he said, like, the only thing he was able to confirm that he, he was still going to be playing Spider-Man. But Tom, that does not answer the question that we had to begin with. But I'm glad at least he's out there talking, you know, not yeah. just like skipping the convention, you know, trying to take like the easy out. Uh, he had to be I there think, for Pixar onward. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think this is I think this is all gonna boil down and it, it, it's all gonna it's all gonna go back to the status quo. Uh, I don't think Sony is like dumb enough to um, to to exit this franchise that makes them a lot of money, and also I don't think Disney is dumb enough to let just Spider Man just escape from their fingers because even if Disney can spin this and make it look like Sony's fault, um, at the end of the day, most people in the world don't make their movie going decisions based on the studio that makes the movie Mm. like uh, in a couple of weeks no one's even going to remember this anymore uh even the people uh just like the average movie goer this will be totally out of their uh normal news cycle and then they'll just see like oh a new a new spider-man movie's coming out and they'll go check it out and they'll be like oh it is kind of weird they did they didn't reference iron man but whatever i'm gonna go see venom 2 in a couple months anyway so uh every everybody kind of loses and i even though disney is like super rich Sony's also super rich too because they don't just make movies and stuff they make like electronics and hardware too they have different they have different avenues for uh for income as well you know if you're talking specifically about the movie studio it's a little different but I think everybody will come to terms and will get Spider-Man back to where he belongs so I'm a little nervous just because you can never trust the ego of an executive but I think the money will will speak and people will just will get back to where we belong. Well, the thing is also if you look into it Tom Rothman the the person who had Sony, he's a he's known for being a master negotiator in terms of all this stuff. So honestly, I mean if if that's his reputation and that's what he's known for in the movie industry like then yes, there's probably still a lot more behind the scenes we don't know. We might be getting months old information. Uh, yeah, I was told this was happened six months ago, even before the movie came out, and they hit two billion. Because we heard, hey, Sony, if they don't make a billion dollars, they're gonna get the rights back, right? And that was all bullshit lie. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know, there's a lot going on here that we don't know. Because if worst case scenario, worst case scenario, Mike, 
we get two uh, another Spider-Man movie and another Avengers appearance. I think is worst case scenario here. Uh, yeah. th- because then that would a wrap up a trilogy and a put them in the Avengers one more time. Um, yeah, and and they got time to figure it out yeah. too because it's not like we were going to see Spider Man anytime soon in the MCU proper yeah. because they have all of this other stuff being set up and we just finished up a brand new Spider Man film so two it would of be, them this what, year it, it would be it would be at minimum two more years until we saw a Spider-Man film. And if it was going to be in two years, it would have been announced already. So they have time luckily to figure all of this stuff out. Uh, But I think the craziest thing about this story is like, this is almost like um, the, the uh, uh, the debate clubs, like perfect topic because there's just so many angles you can take from it because you might think Disney is being greedy, but also you could look at it from Disney's point of view going like we made these movies successful. If it wasn't for Kevin, Kevin Feige's creative direction and all of uh, all of Disney's hands in the pie, uh, you just would have ended up with another Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man mess. So why wouldn't we at least negotiate for more money and uh, you know, just See where we could get. Maybe we could move the needle from five percent to ten percent. Who, who, who really knows? You know. But when they offer, like the, but if they were offered twenty five and they said no, it sounds like the greedy. Yeah, yeah. We we, and also we'll just never know. Yeah. Like they're never going to publish exactly what happened. But um, and it, it almost seems strategic too. Like really, all of this news comes out the weekend before Disney's single biggest weekend of the entire year. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's something going on here for sure. So, uh, stay tuned, stay subscribed. This is an ongoing developing story. Mm-hmm. And John Watts, uh, who is the director of the first two Spider-Man movies is either, uh, beholden to Spider-Man three or either studio. So he's also caught in a custody battle between them because Marvel may, has been reported one is for another MCU project, uh, mm-hmm. down the road. But if it all irons out, who cares? Uh, another movie that we heard about at San Diego Comic-Con but did not get a date for was Black Panther 2, and they actually squeezed in the Black Panther 2 release date for May 6, 2022, uh, with Ryan Coogler returning as a director for this movie. Yes. Uh, uh, the biggest news here is the date, for sure. We just didn't yeah. know it was coming out. Yeah, we know nothing else. Uh, that was really all they gave us. And if you head over to SuperheroSlate.com, click Upcoming uh, superhero stuff. It's in there already. I went ahead and updated it today with today's date to let you guys know we got so, all this stuff in here. So, Chris, does Black Panther 2 technically fall within Phase 4 then, or is it outside of it? From what they've announced Phase 4, it's outside of it. Now, okay. however, we're going to talk about something later on in the show where it may still be Phase 4 and we just don't know it yet. Oh, okay. Sneaky. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Black Widow, however, is our first movie next year. Uh for May of 2019 or, or 2020 and uh, they actually uh, they're filming right now there's a bunch of set photos but what's cool is that it actually had on a white suit on display there that she'll be wearing in the movie um, which is you know full white Black Widow belts guns uh, fingerless uh, fingertipless gloves and uh, she's still got her shockers on her wrists I was about to say maybe this white suit is tactical for like being in like Russia or Siberia during the snow. Huh. Uh, but then you said fingerless gloves, and I was like, no, you want to cover up those fingers first and foremost when you're in the snow. So maybe it's just white for the sake of being cool, yeah. and not for being tactically camouflaged in the snow. Yeah, maybe it was the it was, this is her uh, in-game Infinity War suit before it got dirty uh, all those years in between because this takes place between Civil War and Infinity <laughs> War. Just, yeah, she just never washes it. Never washed it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's nothing really, you know, I guess cool about it other than the fact that it's white and um, it's got a really high collar, you know, it's really, really fancy looking. Mm-hmm. So we got we got that going for us. Uh, there was some new footage shown this weekend as well. Hopefully that'll ever hit the Internet. We'll talk about it. But until that point in time, 
it's we just gotta wait, man. None of the stuff yeah, leaked this year. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, come on, leakers, get to it. Yeah, get on it. The Eternals, however, probably had uh, one of the, the bigger presentations. They brought all the cast on stage and put them in front of their costume concept art behind them, mm-hmm. Mike. And now I have the picture of that concept art next to their comic book version, so you can tell yes. what they originally look like versus what they look like in the movie. This is very helpful. This is awesome because it doesn't matter if you show me all the concept art of what these costumes look like. Uh, I have no reference for the Eternals. I don't know anything about them. So uh, the 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 Etern- the new Eternals costumes seem very rooted in the cosmic MCU. Uh-huh. So I I can say that these um that these these feel right at home for sure. I'm curious. I, are are they going to be fighting in these costumes? Do they have maybe like do they have like more like battle worn gear? Is this what we're gonna when they suit up to go fight a threat? Is this what they look like? Because uh, some of this kind of looks a little casual too. Um, like uh-huh. some of these look a little bit like dresses. Some of them look like formal attire. I don't you know I don't really know exactly what to take away from the type of costumes that they're wearing. Yeah, with the with the, uh, the I think this is like Andy Park. I think is a concept artist. He has a very distinct look and style, and you can't really tell if it's hard or, or malleable like based mm-hmm. on, on the the sheen he puts on it like it looks like angelina jolie's character it looks like something out of wonder woman to be completely honest uh the white oh from the yeah end. yeah yeah i can see that for sure and then some of these people like uh, the fourth guy over in the purple looks like something out of dr strange uh so yeah. they they definitely have a lot of uh look and feel to it but i mean um until we see them in it it'll be this is a huge cast too this is 10 people this is like trying to establish like two guardians of the galaxies off the bat because i see that comparison used a lot like oh well you know if guardians was able to make like a tree and a a talking raccoon work with all of these brand new characters that nobody had no reference to i think they can do it with the eternals also and you know there's no there's nothing wrong with that logic there but this is such a huge team it makes me think that like some of these characters are just not going to have a lot to do in the movie because like you're just not going to have the runtime to do it. So we're definitely going to have some characters that um, are telling most of the story and some of these other ones just might just kind of yeah. be in the background saving them for the next film. Well, what's cool about this is the first eight people, uh, the left eight were already announced at, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. The, the right two as Jimma Chan, who was actually uh, the blue villain in Captain Marvel, the blue girl who shot uh, what's her face at the end. Oh, there. sure. sure. Um, <laughs> as I, what's her name? It's I have the the pop Minerva it's right there. Um, mm-hmm. Will be Cersei, which is the green uh, character on the end, who's I think I remember the most from all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone thought um, Angelina Jolie would be Cersei. Uh, Barry uh, Cogan uh, from Dunkirk as Druig, who are who is a villain. Uh, they're the second from the left. But I think the biggest thing here is, uh, although we have lost one Stark in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike, we've gained two in this movie alone. Kit oh, Harrington. boy, have we. Game of Thrones will be joined as Dane Whitman, who is known as the Black Knight in the comic books. Uh, and he'll be a non-Eternals character in this movie, along with uh, the guy who played Rob Stark, who was the, the main character in this on the far left. So, <laughs> Kit Harrington really uh, stretching his legs, going from a medieval sword wielder back to medieval sword wielder. I mean, they'll be able to update him a little bit because, if I remember right, the Black Knight is—he's not like a mortal, right? Or does he just live really long? I think he. I, there's several versions. I don't know which version they're going to go with. So, I think he'll be maybe if this movie takes place across thousands of years, he could possibly be um, an ancestor in his like self. If 
they do go through medieval times? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of options here. See, now, I keep, every time we talk about the Eternals, I in my mind, I just can't break from the fact that these are, like, cosmic characters, even though you keep telling me that the Eternals are Earthbound, you know? They might have uh, cosmic roots, but these are very much characters that on that are on Earth, right? Yes, they were created, they are Earthlings who were granted abilities from visiting Celestials. So they are humans, yeah. Um, they're just yeah. powered. So that that works with the fact that the Black Knight is also going to be Earthbound, but also all of these co- costumes that we just looked like, uh, they do feel and look very cosmic, like they that they're walking around like the the deck of a spaceship, you know, like so, like a space royalty, if you will. So uh, and it looks like there's also like maybe like stars behind them, like yeah. there's like some like uh, stuff going on there. So I don't know what's going on with these characters. I don't know jack about them. So oh. I'm probably gonna have to hunt down. A, a, an explainer video out there on the internet or maybe read some comic books um, I'm sure there's going to be lots of reading recommendations out there now that these characters yeah. are well, out there in front one one of uh, my friend uh, listener to the show Patrick he, he reminded me last week um, Neil Gaiman wrote the one of the the I think the volume three of the Eternals in the early oh, okay. 2000s uh, it's like a ten issue, maybe twelve issue series I have those covers and it's, they look, it looks a lot like these characters the most um, from from that uh, but also, like I said, it's confirmed as the earliest set Marvel Studios film that th- spans thousands of years um, through the Marvel history, possibly setting pantheons and gods, and, and because these people live forever and have superpowers, so they could uh-huh. different cultures could view them as, as gods and deities. So, um, I thought that was really cool that they did that and were able to pull pull those people up there and show them against their costumes. Uh-huh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I just looked this up, Mike. It is six episodes. You don't have to worry. Um, but they unveiled literally while we've been recording the first poster at D23. So you can take a look here at the first poster of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier from D23 from ooh, Disney Plus's ooh. own Instagram. Look at Bucky. He's getting cleaned up. He looks like he did in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's shaved. He cut his hair. It's uh, coned back. It looks like he's ready to integrate back into society after yeah. uh, being dusted and killing a bunch of aliens and killing more aliens again. And, and also killing best, people at some point. <laughs> losing, losing his best friend to old age and time yeah. travel. Yeah. And his arm. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on here. Uh, so that's a that's a cool looking poster. Uh, they all they all come together. Uh, looks like Falcon's kind of got some red, white, and blue uh, Captain America colors going on in his thing as well. Uh-huh. So um, Carrie Scogland, I, I typed that in wrong, uh, who's known for working on The Handmaid's Tale, is directing the six episode series. Uh, and it's coming out uh, tentatively August of 2020 next year. All right, so we got about a year to go. Uh, I've caught a couple episodes of the hands of the Handmaid's Tale that my wife has been watching, and um, I don't know if uh, if directed by the same person, but it's a solid show. It's won a bunch of Emmys, so that's definitely a good place to pull talent from. Yeah, I, the only time I've ever seen it was when I was visiting you last month, and. I was like, what is this show and why is it so like gut wrenching? <laughs> oh yeah, it, that it, is a, that is the brand of the show for sure. <laughs> it is not a feel good show at all. Yeah, I believe um Anthony Mackie this weekend confirmed that he was not going to be Captain America. I don't know in what in what aspect or what was the context of the question, but I think he's kind of getting ahead of saying like, hey, I'm not about to get the shield. I'm not going to put on the, the stars and stripes, and I'm not going to be running around calling myself Captain America. Yeah. Well, he's got the shield. He just won't be the Captain America probably. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Emily Van Camp will return to Sharon Carter. Um, probably figure out, you know, why Captain America kissed her and then, you know, went back to marry her aunt later on. <laughs> yeah, figure that one out. Um, Wyatt Russell, uh, a, a character from uh, actor from Overlord, joined the cast as a U.S. agent or John F. Walker, who was a 
he kind of fill in for Captain America in a couple places, but he was like a, a wannabe kind of Captain America from the government uh, in the comic book. So it, it seems like with these cast of characters, um, we're going to be pulling a lot from maybe the government side of things. Maybe that's where Falcon and the Winter Soldier are going to be getting their orders from. You know, I don't know if this is going to be some sort of proto or resurgence of S.H.I.E.L.D. or maybe just a higher up uh, in the U.S. government, but yeah, if we're if they're bringing in like government entities, it looks like we're going to be cal- telling that kind of a uh, story. Yeah, ex- exactly. How do we replace Captain America as an as an icon kind of thing? Because I mean, mm-hmm. literally, all we saw in Spider Man was like, oh my god, Tony Stark's dad. Oh my god, and there was like maybe two captain america references so yeah. they really need i wouldn't to dive in yeah i wouldn't mind somebody giving me a straight answer of what's up with shield now i feel like once shield fell from hydra in the winter soldier uh they you kind of got some more answers from the shield tv show but at the same time we don't really know how much of that is canon or how much the mcu even really cares about what they're doing over there uh on agents of shield and it seems like they were they were underground and then they came back and then nick fury is just kind of like out there in the public like fighting Mysterio, but the, he's also he's still got Maria Hill on his side. I don't know who's signing their paychecks. I don't know what's going on there. So maybe this show will give us some answers about Shield in general. Oh, you know where you know where Nick Fury is. You know where he is. Well, oh yeah, he's in. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, we can spoil it. whatever. He's in space. Yeah, he's that in space. He's in space. a sword or something <laughs> going on up there. I don't know. That's wild. I mean, that's uh, apparently maybe that'll be the only remnant of that movie going forward. Is sword uh but anyway so yeah there's probably gonna be some government this looks very very governmental and if they're gonna rebuild shield that's the 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 series they're gonna do it in for sure wandavision uh still horrible name uh has some (laughs) and surprise casting announcements to be completely honest uh kat dennings who played darcy in the thor movies and randall park who played jimmy woo in ant-man and the wasp will return as those characters in this show who doesn't love these characters? Uh, two characters from movies that I would consider uh, bottom-tier Marvel movies. I wasn't the biggest fan of Ant-Man 2. I wasn't the biggest fan of Thor the Dark World. But I love both of these characters, so I'm so mm. glad that they're getting plucked well, from those films and being put into something else. You tag in uh, at New Edition Catherine Hahn, who actually voiced um, Octavia Spencer in Into the Spider-Verse as a nosy neighbor. And she's known for comedian things like Step Brothers and all those other comedy movies this sounds more like a comedy series than an actual drama series by this point with all these funny people yeah like i'm trying to figure out how does uh darcy work into this story like i still don't know anything about this series last we saw vision was dead is he getting rebooted what's going on here like maybe maybe vision gets rebooted but he has like robot amnesia or something like that so he has to uh, go live with Wanda to regain his electronic memories. I don't know what's going to go on here. So maybe the, his best environment to uh, to chill in is going to be like a suburbs in the neighborhood, which will kind of harken back to that uh, comic that popular comic book series. But well, what is Darcy just like uh, conveniently their neighbor, or what's well, going on? Well, there? Darcy, you know, she is known for she's not the smartest scientist, but she does know science because she was with uh, Natalie Portman's character in all those. So uh-huh. it could be something to do with that. Uh, Jimmy Woo could be, you know, monitoring Wanda's living her daily life. Because honestly, yeah. I think if you you have to look at the long long term thing. The next movie Scarlet Witch is in is Doctor Strange uh, in the Realm of Madness or whatever it is, uh, uh-huh. Multiverse of Madness. So like, is she altering reality to make all this stuff happen with her powers rather than bringing somebody back? Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know. But if you're a fan of the show Fargo, who tells stories 
in weird ways. Matt Shackman, who was at, worked on Fargo, was directing this six episode series as well. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, solid uh, directors uh, from TV coming over to Disney Plus. Yeah, these shows are starting to line up. Uh, they're, they're starting to be real, Mike. Like we're not just theories anymore. Like oh, I can't. I can't wait to see the first trailers um, just because if these are six episode uh, series, these are very short series. I mean, this is the shortest uh, streaming series I think we've ever seen that's going to have this much money thrown at it. Now, for the landscape of Hollywood, this could be a little worrisome because, like, you know, being employed on a six episode show is not going to employ you for a whole year. So it's just going to create even more jumping around, which is not good for um, which is not good for workplace stability. But uh, when it comes down to the the end consumer you know like us that gets to watch it it just seems like we're gonna have really awesome high budget six episode tv series because i feel like if this was a netflix move they would like let's stretch this to 10 episodes or 13 episodes and have just three of them be really boring that you want to skip over but you can't because there's going to be some critical character development in there somewhere but, but, so but the difference is this actually has to tie into the film universe as well directly and exactly so they're like hey we've got a, a pretty much i'm, I'm looking at this as a, as a long movie um, rather than than a series, like we're going to tell this one long movie, and this is going to tie into the universe at large. So I think this mm-hmm. is really cool, especially with this character. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We don't know if they'll ever pop out of that show. You know, will they ever come back into the movies? I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure Falcon will for maybe an Avengers, but Wanda is definitely coming into Multiverse of Madness, which is the next movie right after hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all this magic, and then the other magic user uh, is Loki. He's getting his show. He's also getting uh, six episodes to his show. Uh, that spring as well, which um, yeah. I saw. A, a, I, I don't. I think I sent you this leaked video from there. It's, it shows stuff we already know, but the, the logo flips through tons of fonts before it lands on the ones we get, which was interesting. It's not just yeah. So it, it looks like Loki's going to be jumping around different time periods, maybe even different films, like they did at the end of Endgame, where they're uh, doing that nostalgia trip through all the Marvel films that we love. But it looks like we have our answer here. These standalone, well, not standalone, these uh, Marvel streaming series are going to be six episodes. Yeah. You know, if this works out well, that's probably what they're going to be moving forward. Yeah, and that's fine. And and you know, if, like Mike said, if that's if that's six hours of six weeks of Wandavision, right? Uh-huh. And then that spaces out the time in between MCU movies, like that's gonna feel like we have Marvel every week, forever. Yeah, and, yeah, and if you stack it, that's a uh, eighteen weeks yeah. of like Marvel content. That's crazy. That means every week on the show, uh, we can like talk about like these uh, premium episodes that just aired. That's crazy. Yeah. We might we might have to just wait and stack them up and do like just one review for the whole season. But yeah, we'll be able to just like chime in and be like, oh, how's uh, WandaVision going for you? I think that's fun. Yeah. Exactly, and, and all of these. So that's that's really, 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 really cool. Now the other one that probably is—I don't think this will be weekly, and mostly because I think it doesn't work that way—is um, what if it will have twenty-three episodes, one for each MC, MCU movie in the Infinity Saga, and that's twenty-three weeks of shows, Mike. And I assume it'll probably be half-hour stuff rather than hourly, mm-hmm. um, maybe twenty-two minutes if uh, or. It- Or, I mean, it could be even shorter. I mean, since the animation production takes a long time to get off the ground, it's very labor-intensive. I could almost see these, because they've been kind of marketing them also, not really as directly calling them shorts, but I I honestly wouldn't be surprised, I'm preparing myself, that these could be as short as like 15 minutes. Because that's also a little bit standardized in the animated universe like you could either have like a 12 minute show or a 22 minute show and there's really no hour long shows out there so 
It's, I think at 23 episodes, don't be shocked if, it, if they end up being 12 minutes each. Yeah. I, I don't think they will simply because um, some of this stuff is going to be they, – they're going to be talking about each movie. We're going to see some of this stuff. Like the Winter Soldier will battle Marvel zombies. How do you do that in 12 minutes? Uh-huh. I, 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 I just don't know. Uh, Steve Rogers in an Ironmonger-style suit fighting next to Captain Carter. And we got the first look at her – concept art in this which is uh she looks badass there's a there's a couple other shots that i saw where they show her going into the chamber that captain america goes into just before he gets transformed yeah uh and uh she's just looking like all badass and buff Uh, of course she's not topless like uh (laughs) steve rogers was she's in like a tank top because you know uh that would be kind of weird and distracting but yeah i'm so excited to watch her get badass Mm -hmm. and there was also one of t'challa suited up as star lord uh, so how do oh, they do that? Wow, I didn't. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a lot more here. I think you know. How do you explain that in 12 minutes? I don't know. Uh, but they've also said the art style or the animation styles may be similar to Star Wars Resistance, um, which may not be as maybe intensive as some of the other ones. Since you talked about that earlier, so um, I, I'm excited to see more about this. I really want to know what's going on and how they make these work for 23 episodes and uh, yeah. what season two I guess looks like for these if they go a little oh, wilder. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Get, get, here's my $7, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in that case, we're going to talk about the next set of Phase Ooh, 4 shows. These have been... The, these next three things are the biggest news for me this week, for sure. Yes. First and foremost, they have added a Miss Marvel show to Disney Plus lineup. Uh, British writer Bisha K. Ali, I don't know who this is, uh, but she sounds like she's equipped to handle the job, will write the series. And um, this will debut on Disney Plus after the Loki or after the Hawkeye series. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in rumor. I feel like last week or maybe the week before that this could be a possibility. And we were talking about, oh, well, she kind of, but uh, her body kind of changes a little bit, like Mister Fantastic. I wonder yeah. how uh, this will work out. But either way, like I'm totally down. I own the very first trade uh, on my bookshelf. Great story. I'm looking forward to this. So this one was exciting news, uh, but uh, you know, I wasn't as shocked to see it happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if you've been anywhere online and everyone's like Netflix, do this show next, do this show next. What show are they going to say, Mike? Oh, it's got to be Moon. Knight. It's got to be Moon Knight. And Marvel's like, you know what? We got you, fam. We're adding a Moon Knight to our Phase Four lineup right after Miss Marvel. We get yeah. Moon Knight. And if you can tell, we're we're increasing the shocked the shockness of it because I was not expecting Moon Knight at all. But there had been all of those rumors circulating ever since like John Wick Two came out that oh maybe Keanu Reeves because Marvel is always pe- approaching Keanu maybe Keanu could be Moon Knight and that's not exactly what was announced but at least Moon Knight's name was out there you know so still shocking uh, but uh, just a little bit more shocking than Miss Marvel. Yep. So Moon Knight again. This is where we I, I included a time. They show a timeline of the Disney Plus Phase Four shows here. So Mike likes uh-huh. his timelines to see what Ooh. order what's coming in. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm a visual learner, Chris. I'm a visual. It's person. fine. So it goes Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Then finally, uh, the the biggest surprise, She Hulk. Whoa, coming out of left field. I was so shocked to see this because. 
this is just I I just want to know what they got to do. Is this going to be Bruce Banner's cousin still? Are they going to keep her as a lawyer? Like, is she, is she a lawyer? Like, are they going to change that the city that well, she's in? Because I feel like she crosses paths a lot with Matt Murdock in some important storyline. So we know Daredevil's out of the picture there. So I guess they just need a new it, they need a new lawyer in the it, system. <laughs> it could be this could be this is looking at three years out, Mike. You know, those Daredevil rights could be done by the time this comes out with, with yeah She-Hulk. maybe. I mean, they could they could always just drop like a coy line of of Murdoch, you know, at law or whatever. Or they or they have a daredevil. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> the, the, but I I was not expecting She Hawk. I, I mean, now the biggest anticipation I have is where's the concept art? Who are they casting as a uh, as She Hawk? What's going to happen here? Because uh, you know, if you're not familiar with She Hawk, uh, she's not as gigantic as the Hulk. I, I think the strengths are somewhat comparable, but yeah. she's, she seems to be a little bit more in touch with her uh, humanity, uh, kind of like how Bruce Banner ends up in Endgame. So I'm just like, what do you do? Is she just going to be like a green person in a business suit, or is she going to transform throughout the series? You know, Is she going to have her own origin story, or is she just always going to be out there? Yeah, she's known to transform occasionally. Uh, this series, they said that we'll follow Jennifer Walters, and she will be a lawyer, so you've got that going for you. Um, that's all, literally all we know, but she's also, uh, She-Hulk, um, can do that. Uh, she was able, she got her powers from a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Um, and that's how she became Hulk. She wasn't irradiated like he was in a lab accident because she is not as sciencey as her cousin, Bruce Banner. So, yeah. And it makes you think if you do a She-Hulk show, Bruce Banner has to show up. He doesn't have to be in the whole show, but he's got to be in there somewhere. And the great, the best thing about this being a Disney Plus show, imagine if we were having the same conversation about She-Hulk coming to Netflix. We we would have zero expectation that you would ever see Bruce Banner show up in that show at all. But now since all of these things have to come together, it makes me think... Well, is there a chance we might see Moon Knight in the proper MCU? What about Miss Marvel? We know that she is a fanatic for Captain Marvel, so yeah. are we going to see Brie Larson drop into her show? Or, hell, just maybe put Miss Marvel in Captain Marvel's next movie. They team up and go fight a bad guy together. Like, there's so many more possibilities now that this just isn't on loan to a different well, streaming service now. What's cool for Moon Knight is one of my favorite Moon Knights is when he in his, he's, he's got multiple personalities in his head, right? In his head, he had Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. So he became all three of those at different points during like his fighting. So he has the ability to do that. No, he could pull also, any hero out of his his mind. I also, and that. I also googled uh, the Moon Knight. He has a he has a, a moon copter. He has a crescent shaped yeah. helicopter in Disney. I dare you to do it. Yeah. I dare you to give this man a giant moon. They helicopter. they almost did it with Thanos. His sword was the, the <laughs> copter blade. So you know, yeah, <laughs> there and, you go. They, they got away. Yeah, this that, that's huge news. That blew me away. I was that this is the type of announcement that I would expect to see at a Comic Con, yeah. not just kind of at D twenty three. Which you know, I guess it's totally like rechanging the way we look at D twenty three now. But who man, this is uh, I, like you said, this is in the Phase four lineup now. Yeah. So Phase four just got even more packed. Holy crap! Yeah, it's got more shows than movies at this point, which is yeah. really weird, but also a good feeling. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like they're actually trying to diversify what Marvel is is going forward, and it's not just movies every, you know, several months. Uh, and we, I think this is gonna afford us a lot of opportunities going forward. Mm-hmm. One of the other shows I didn't uh, expect to be announced uh, is actually Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, um, and it's going to it's an animated show going into the Disney Channel, and with Lawrence Fishburne as the executive producer. 
Um, Moon Girl is a she's an Inhuman. Uh, she's the Luna something or other. I forget what her last name is. Uh, she's the smartest person in the world, but she's like eight or nine years old, and uh-huh. she just doesn't know she's the smartest person in the world uh, because that's what her power is. And then she has a ten uh, ton T Rex called Devil Dinosaur. Uh, and I wish I knew more about Devil Dinosaur, but I don't. Um, Man, I I love this promo image though. I love this art style. Uh, the background is kind of reminding me a little bit of Spider Verse, kind of the way they have the color shifting windows. So you can, I mean, you know, I, I follow a bunch of people in the animation industry on Twitter, and they all fell in love head over heels with Spider Verse. So you can tell the next superhero property that anyone else out there was working on, they were definitely diving <laughs> into that Spider Verse art book. So. Um, yeah, the characters just look great. There's kind of like this cool, like textured look it's over like a double half-tone? dinosaur. Yeah, or like some sort of like looks like maybe it was possibly drawn on like a very heavily textured paper look. But I think this is going to be very stylized. So you said this is going to the Disney Channel. Yes. So now my next streaming service question is: Okay, Disney Plus is all about Disney properties. Are they ever going to take stuff on loan from Disney Channel proper? Because I would love to check out Devil well, Dinosaur or, and Moon Girl, oh, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be going subscribing the cable. So I'm not kind of curious what their ingestion model is. Well, you know, are these going to be on loan every once in a while into the streaming service or oh, what? I most certainly, I, I most certainly think so. We talked earlier about a hundred plus Disney Channel original movies going to the streaming service. So I think mm-hmm. probably the initial debut uh, will on the whole series will be on the Disney Channel. Um, honestly, I see these maybe being those 10 minute episodes, Mike, we talked about with the audience target here. Um, maybe not the full 30 minutes. This could be wacky and wild, like adventures with this young girl who's in this crazy outfit and this dinosaur. Um, so I, you know, once it's done on Disney channel, I imagine that, yeah, once we're wrapped up with the season, the streaming rights immediately go to Disney plus nowhere yeah. else. And, and know what, since it's animated, I'm just going ahead and assume it's not rooted in the MCU because these, uh, yeah. you know, a big dinosaur doesn't seem like it would fit in the MCU at any time soon. So I don't expect them to ever make the jump. So go ahead and get fun with it and get crazy. And I would love to see like Spider-Man show up in the show. You know, it looks like she's in a city. So, uh, any, any sort of hero, I'd love to see them get up in the mix and get in the cut so yeah, yeah. Uh, go go ch- go check out this uh, this picture in our show notes the art style looks very very fun yeah there was also a Spider-Man show uh, aimed at preschoolers that was lo- announced this weekend as well it looks like really oh. really weird like circle heads like very circular <laughs> heads like you can like oh okay. this is meant to sell toys and, and go towards preschoolers preschool Spider-Man show D23 yeah it, you're gonna see like. them like um, oh it looks like they're CG characters yeah it, but like they're very very much like oh i see a toy for a preschooler whenever i see oh this. yeah these pretty much Sp- Sp- spidey and his amazing friends yeah these already look like 3d printed funko pops so yeah these are gonna be selling yeah. lots of toys. but they've got spider-man miles and spider gwen which is the the, the big three there so that's yeah. that's pretty cool i thought so um yeah. um i think it's ghost spider chris so please get with the well then there's kid arachnid on the other side so what do you want <laughs> what do you want you want to call them what, what sounds better or what they're the, actually called our audience deserves only the most accurate information, oh my gosh chris. Do you like uh, do you like going to Disney World, Mike? You know I love theme parks, man. Well, good because they add, are doing Avengers Campus, a whole park dedicated to Marvel's Avengers, uh, coming to California Adventure, uh, the Paris one, and the Hong Kong one. Ah, uh, uh, hell yeah! And we got some concept art here, and it looks like this isn't just a section, like a little world. It looks like a whole kind of big expanded oh, park. Yeah. 
thing here. Being being anchored back there with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride with the tower. So I don't know exactly if this concept art is for Disneyland, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume since this was showcased like in Anaheim. Yeah. But uh, so this kind of pleases me in a couple different ways because um, I was really happy when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy took over the Tower of Terror because I it made a lot of people really upset that they were taking away like kind of like this classic ride with a superhero property and I just kind of liked like um, just like uh, rolling around in their despair because it was just really funny that somebody was like so precious about like a Tower of Terror ride and it's just like well the Tower of Terror isn't grossing millions of dollars at the box office so don't be surprised when Guardians of the Galaxy takes over um, but also the parts of California Adventure that they're going to be taking over to build all of this kind of Stark Expo Marvel MCU stuff is just um, the Hollywood version of the park. So if you've never been to California Adventure before, you walk in and like the back half of it is like this Pixar pier. You got Cars Land, which is themed like cars. And uh, there was a Bug's Life, but that's getting uh, taken up and being taken over by Marvel. So at least that was a themed kind of Pixar area. But then there's this whole other area that's themed after Los Angeles. So it's supposed to be like, oh, it's like you're walking down Sunset Boulevard. But it's just like, if you're in Anaheim, just uh, on vacation, just take a day and drive up to the real Sunset. You don't need it in theme park form. So I'm kind of glad that it seems like they're going to be taking out some of this nostalgic like Hollywood set stuff, which is like just you know just one neighborhood over you can just go check that out on your own time so uh this stuff looks really really cool and uh Mm -hmm. uh the theme parks will always be driven towards the biggest money makers so if anybody's precious about any small little disney property uh just be ready for them to be taken over by uh disney the tower of terror wasn't even a disney property that was all um exactly uh yeah and and yeah you never get me on that son of a bitch again um, yeah. but- so I'm sure I'm speaking like heresy for some people out there that because they're because I like theme parks, but there's some people out there that are gigantic theme park nerds that all that love all of the little history and in- intricacies of theme parks. But California Adventure is relatively new. Like I think it was built back in like the 2000s or something like that. So it's not like some sort of historic landmark. So I don't think anybody's too upset that some stuff might be taken down and then Marvel being erected, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's all, everything has to adapt and get new technology. Cause some of these, th- I mean, I assume these are going to be very, you know, uh, groundbreaking and like look cool as ever. Like I don't want a water ride through pirates of the Caribbean. That was updated to look like Johnny Depp. Like, that was well, stupid. And, al- and also, you can't do any of this stuff east of the Mississippi. Like, yeah. uh, in Florida, Universal Studios has all of those rights, so this is the only place Disney can really flex their muscles in the United States is Disneyland. Yeah. And uh, so there's going to be Tony Stark stuff here. There's going to be Iron Man stuff, um, Avengers stuff here, and there's going to be, like, uh, Hank Pym stuff here, uh, Pym Technologies. So uh, I, I kind of want to see a little bit more what they break it down, but I'm this is just going to be a huge get onto... Um, on the Disney, I think I see. If I look on the upper left there, I guess not upper left, but that's the old studio stuff behind it, right, Mike? Is that what I'm seeing? That curve thing with the little light going on there above the blue building. Uh, above the it's, blue building, do, 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 looks do, like do, a do, curved well. movie set roof. But. Oh, I see. That that could just be like a. Um, okay. What could that be? I don't know. There's some like actual just uh, employees only. Like this is where we store the animatronics. Gotcha. So that that could be some of the stuff gotcha. in that area. But man, I'm looking forward to this. There were some pictures out at Disneyland, like in the theme park with barriers starting to go up for construction, and it said like a uh, Stark Industries like under construction. Yep. So they're even like they're even going into that. So. 
uh, it seems like it's going to be a couple years until we get any of this really cool stuff, but I'm glad I live out here. I'm going to go to it as soon as it's open. Yep. Uh, begin recruiting guests in 2020, Mike. So Star Wars this year, Avengers Campus next year. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. It seems like you're going to be coming out and visiting me, Chris. Yeah, well, we've talked about going, haven't we? Uh, video game news. We got a quick round of video game news here, Mike. We saw Ultimate Alliance three. Uh, you know, I, I bought it the day we left L.A. to come home. Mm-hmm. The first expansion, Marvel Knights: Curse of the Vampire, comes out uh, September thirtieth. Has Blade, Moon Knight, Punisher, Morbius. Uh, all of those making their big screen debuts or little screen debuts recently. So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty cool. The Marvel's Avengers panel we saw at. San Diego Comic Con, the eight day gameplay footage has been a release to the public that we got to watch there. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to know what that looks like and what that feels like, you can watch it. I thought it was awesome. I'm very excited for this game. Um, I might get it on PlayStation so me and Mike can play together. Mm, if he's well, I might be it. playing it on Stadia, bro. So you might need to get Stadia. Well, you got a PlayStation? Just play it on there. <laughs> You'll actually own the game. That's going to be the yeah. hardest part for you. We'll so. See. Uh, and lastly, Insomniac, the maker of the Spider-Man game uh, for the PlayStation 4, has been purchased by Sony. Uh, so they're now part of a first-party studio instead of a third-party studio. And it pretty much ensures a sequel to the number one superhero game. Not that they needed it, but... Um, yeah, I heard this was pretty good news for Insomniac because even though they make very good games, uh, I guess uh, the word out there was they're kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. So I guess even if you make really great games, you can't always like stay afloat, I guess, without thousands of microtransactions. So uh, maybe Sony buying them uh, saves them. I don't really yeah. know. They made a bunch of great games. They started with Spyro. They made Resistance, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Not Ratchet and Clank, was it? I think so. Yeah, Ratchet and sure. Clank. Uh, and then Spider-Man, I mean, it was the number one third-party game on PlayStation 4, and now it was the number one game, superhero game, passing the Batman Arkham game. So, um, as Mike knows, it's a great game. It needs a sequel. It'd be really good. Uh-huh. The Joker has officially landed a hard R rating for its release in October. Ooh, exciting. This is our next uh, big uh, comic book movie that we're going to be talking about on the show, so... Uh, seems like yeah. maybe we'll get a new trailer here soon. Yep. Uh, strong, bloody violence, disturbing behavior, language, and brief sexual images, Mike. Uh, oh, don't take you your kids that, to people? see this. You hear that? The worlds of DC is getting sexy. We're going to see some Joker penis. I don't think so, but yeah. It's going to be painted like a clown, so it won't be as disturbing. Well, that, or maybe it makes it more disturbing. That probably know. get a nice NC-17 rating, but we'll see what we can do here. <laughs> It'll uh, have a little red nose on the end, you know? Beep, beep. Either way. (laughs) So don't take your kids to to see the Joker. Or if you're Uh, expecting it. They'll take them anyway, Chris. Yeah. The Boys was was rated R, and that was the entirety of the marketing campaign was letting you know this was not for kids. Yeah, Good Boys. What did I say? The Boys. That's a different show. The Boys. Yeah. No, Also rated R. And people still brought their freaking kids that were like the age of the actors in the movie. They're like in the sixth grade. And I was like, your kids don't need to be here. But those kids really love the movie. So I guess if you're a cool uncle and want to take your your nephew to a, a movie, go take him to the, the Good Boys. I feel like this is going to be one of those movies everyone goes to see and like, oh, I'm depressed afterwards. Like, I, I'm not excited to watch it because I feel like I'm not going to feel good, but it's done. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, like it'll uh, probably be a good movie, but yeah. Well, just uh, bring some nice sweet treats to, to give you a nice up. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I can get. We'll see what I can sneak in. Uh, the Matrix. Uh, maybe I'll take me a red pill and a blue pill, Mike. That's what I'll take to the Joker because <laughs> then I can go to the Matrix. The fourth film in the franchise is in the works with uh, one of the original uh, siblings, Lana Wachowski, to direct. 
Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are to reprise their roles as Neo and Trinity, with the script calling for a younger version of Morpheus to be cast. Um, what is going on here? Uh, I thought all of these characters were dead, and uh, if you do a younger version of Morpheus, like what ex- is there going to be like time travel here? Can can Keanu go back in time via the Matrix and find a younger Morpheus? Is Who it a flash? Knows? Is it a flashback? Yeah, and it where's the other? Flashback. Where's the other Wachowski? Why aren't they on board? Are they oh, out there doing something else? They, so I I looked into that one. Lily Wachowski doesn't like doing sci-fi anymore because she like they were overburdened with requests to do sci-fi literally after doing the Matrix, and she's like, I don't want to do sci-fi anymore. So that's really why she she said no to this one. Oh. So this will be interesting. I think everything that the Wachowskis have ever done, they've done together. I'm sure there's been different degrees of workload, you know, because they work on multiple projects at a time. So who knows? Uh, but this will be interesting to see a single Wachowski taking on a property. Maybe maybe they'll start to differentiate themselves a little bit and see, you know, kind of it, maybe they have their own little uh, preferences of how they like to film and direct. But I just have tons of questions, you know. We thought we were getting a younger Morpheus movie, and maybe we actually are. Uh, but also, I had no clue Keanu was going to be coming back. But I have a feeling uh, Keanu has a really soft spot in his heart for the Matrix movies because they made his career what it was, and he was always super cool. There's so many stories well, about you don't, him. Like You don't think Speed made him a... Uh, I think I think well I think the Matrix sent him into the stratosphere. It changed him from just like you know. All right, it showed uh, his fighting skills. I'll give you that. Yeah, it it kind of just took him to different heights. So I'm sure he has a soft spot in his heart. But only tons of questions. I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if you know in a year or so the movie like just goes off the rails and it never happens just because it just seems too weird. But I guess we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a, a lot of ways they can do this, and nobody knows. Uh, mm-hmm. But it sounds like nobody's like it's been twenty five years, right? I think or twenty years, uh, however long. I think twenty years. Maybe maybe we can go back into this. Maybe we can ease ourselves into it. Like we talked about like new technology and all that. Yeah, before. So um, we'll see how it goes. James Bond twenty five. Our last bit of news here has been given a title, and I thought this was actually a very stylish video, Mike, to reveal the title in uh, called "No Time to Die." Um, as usual, Bond is not. Uh, working at the start of the movie and then he's brought back in uh to to rescue somebody so um but i thought this this the, the reveal was pretty cool I don't know it seems you. like a this is like a very vintage title yeah. and even the uh and even the the type treatment that they did for this reveal yeah seems seems like they're very focused on kind of like that golden age of bond but daniel craig is not a golden age of bond character or actor so I'm not really sure if they're just using this for marketing purposes, or because they're they're not going to take that kind of wacky route. You know, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna stay solid. So maybe this is just kind of paying subtle homage. But this is supposed to be Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond. So uh, uh, well, Remy Malik is the villain in this movie, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and he plays a pretty good. Apparently, the he's got some sort of technology. Uh, that you know they're going to use against humans, I guess whatever that is as usual. But I mean, it, he may not be wacky Bond, but I do enjoy maybe like the the adventure is wackier, not wackier, but more old school spy esque rather than like hey, jet it's packs. just an action movie the whole damn time. Like we want jetpacks. Jetpacks are real now, so it's not even far fetched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they definitely are. But um, we haven't seen uh, they haven't said 
I mean, was it um, Pierce Brosnan had die in like most of his movies, like Tomorrow Never Dies, and uh, Die Another Pierce Day. Pierce Brosnan, my Bond, my Volcano Man. I'm yeah. so glad you brought him back up. Did you guys watch Dante's Peak yet? Oh uh, my god, we only have like one person <laughs> comment on that, Mike. No one's, no one's watching it. I I had someone reach out and say Dante's Peak is a solid film, so I'm glad some people out there. It was the it. one person, and it was Jacob. <laughs> I know it was you, Jacob. I know you're listening right now, and I know what you've done. But yeah, you know, it's fine. You guys enjoy your <laughs> movies, your, your bad little movies. Mike can go watch no, The Good great. Boys again and we can call it a day. But um, James Bond comes out April 8th, 2020. I'm, I, That's I, different, actually. I think the last couple Bond movies have come out in November, so uh, maybe they feel like it might fare a little bit better earlier in the year. I think it was also pushed back. Uh, wasn't Dan, didn't Daniel Craig hurt himself on set or something recently? Oh, so. I don't know what that potato man is up to. Right, he looks like a potato in a suit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's going to be in, um, isn't he in a Ryan Johnson movie coming out? Knives, Knives out? out. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. people in Knives Out though. Yeah. It looks good. Chris Evans looks really fun in that one. Mm-hmm. Let's loose a little bit. But that's our D23 recap episode. We have been here almost an hour and a half. If not wow. longer. What um, a week of news. Yeah. It's a, what a whirlwind of ups and downs like throughout the whole thing. So I'm glad we were able to make it here um, and get through this. But Mike, uh, let's go ahead. Keep it short for the people. Where can they find you this week? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, find out what you're doing. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or head over to Instagram, Valdan87. You can also head over to Comic UI if uh, uh, you want to do that. Um, people want to know more about what we're doing, maybe listen to some of our older uh, review episodes. We got those on here and some other news. Where can they find those at? As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our awesome show notes. And, man, do we have show notes this week. Tons of links. So we talked about a lot of the leak stuff, a lot of screenshots, pictures from the stage. Uh, so go check all of that out in our show notes, and you can get us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at Superhero Slate dot com slash store that is superhero slate.com slash store we love hearing from you people i love knowing when you guys watch dante's peak so all you got to do is uh reach out and talk to us uh we want all of your thoughts and opinions on d23 which new show are you most excited for miss marvel moon knight or she hulk i gotta know i gotta know how they're gonna make moon knight a thing he like didn't he like get infected or cursed by some sort of uh, like idol in Egypt? I got to know what the hell's going on there. So uh, reach out, let us know what you think is going to happen with them. And we love our super fans of the show. So if you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every single week. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm the Pineapple Henry's guy with zero sugar, hard sparkling water. Is that the new Billie Eilish song?